Best part about the whole Super Bowl. Totally. That's all I got to say. It's totally worth playing again. What's up, boys? Just keep playing it. Yeah, this, <laughs> the whole episode is just going to be that. By far, probably the best Star Spangled Banner rendition I've ever heard in the Super Bowl. I mean, I have goosebumps right now, again. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, but it, I tend to I tend to stray away from uh, Star Spangled, the national anthem that goes out of the usual... Melody, you know, what right. I'm saying? I, I thought but, it was it was it was, but normally it's like awesome. super over the top. Like who yeah. was it a couple years ago? Like Aretha Franklin did it, and it was like you couldn't even listen to it. Yeah, right? like you but, can't turn it into like an R and B. Yeah, I don't think he went like too that, overboard right? with that. It was just it was his normal Chris Stapleton like sound. Man, it was good. I get what you're saying though, Bob. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense. You need like the fucking drums, like. Yeah. Anyways, what's up, boys? Got Ryan Cowan, your host. Bob Collin, yo, 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 what up for show? Daniel son in the house. Well, look who it is. Captain JG. Guess who's back? Why, Johnny Back Ringo. again. Jason's, he is back. Jason's back. Jimmy's gone. <laughs> What's up, Jason? <laughs> How's it going? You know, we're just living. He's already got nothing, he says. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. This is a Jimmy list <laughs> episode. Here. Jimmy couldn't make it for undisclosed reasons. <laughs> we'll give him shit in a private matter for that, but just four of us. So what's going on, guys? How'd you guys like the Super Bowl last night? Dude, I thought it, I thought <laughs> it was excessive, man. Like, I, I love football. And again, I, I guess I've, I'm one to, like, skew, you know, tear apart anything, but... Just watching it, I felt like 
I felt like I was watching Idiocracy. You know, like, you know, have you ever seen Idiocracy? Oh, yeah. You know, when President Camacho comes out and there's like these yeah. there's fireworks and shit. And there's this just like, it's just this big, like, yeah. over the top production. Yeah. That's what I felt like the Super Bowl was. And, and I mean, the Super Bowl is like that every year. Oh, it's, it's, it's always some big thing. But like they did, I watched this, I was watching it at one point and they were like recognizing some, some random bros that were in the NFL, like, I don't know, like 70 years ago or something like that. And like, I'm like, nobody knows who these guys are. And there was fireworks and all this shit. And I'm like, what, what is going on, man? And it was just nothing. And then the ads and everything else. And then that halftime show, I was like, I just want to watch. You're saying you really liked it. The football game. Yes. The game itself, I thought was excellent. It was a high scoring close game, which is my cup of tea. I don't like it when it's like, you know, well, fourth quarter and it's three to seven yeah. the ads there there weren't really any commercials that i thought were, were like really good i thought the one where they uh started like scrolling through the the to be the to be ad when they started scrolling through like what would be like the like the netflix home screen oh yeah like cha- <laughs> that was kind of funny because we were all like what the hell is that like oh, what, what are you doing with the remote you know the, uh, the caddyshack one we was pretty good did yeah. you see that one there's yeah, a couple the, caddyshack ones. yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw Tony Romo, Tony Romo sitting, on the tree, sitting yeah. against the tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what a loser. Why was Serena Williams in, like, 17 commercials last night? I don't know. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I think she was in the Caddyshack one that I'm right Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who the fuck it was for, but it was funny. Yeah. There was, like a, there was one where uh, these two dudes were fighting in a bar, a Coors Light and a Miller Light guy. And then at the very end of it, they're like... Yeah, this is a Blue Moon commercial. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Oh, man. How about that halftime show? The Doopa 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 the puzzle for you. You know, I, I didn't mind. What I didn't do mind. you get when you guzzle down, sweet? Oh, man. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mind Rihanna Eating as much as Jim. <laughs> I didn't mind Rihanna at all, but them dancers were distracting as hell. They were terrible. <coughs> I was like, "What are they doing?" Dude, it was so they bad. were driving so bad. <laughs> at one point, like I'm watching this thing, and like I look over, and my daughter and her boyfriend are looking at me. They're like staring at my face because I'm just like sitting there in disgust. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, making this ugly face, and they're like. Like pointing at me, like look at him, look at him. He's oh so disgusted right now. Like I said, I, did, I didn't mind Rihanna. I like, you know, well, like, I like I, her music and stuff like that. But I, I don't. So, yeah. Jason, you I mean, you gotta I, like her music, right? Oh yeah, I was singing along. Oh my god, plays in the bunker on repeat, huh? Jesus. <laughs> I I couldn't tell. What was funny is, I was gonna say what was funny is, it hadn't been going on for very long. And I searched something on my phone and everyone was already like, is Rihanna pregnant? And I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one thinking this. At first I'm like, okay, is she pregnant? She just had a baby. She is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then, and then I got to a point where I'm like, I can't tell if they're trying to hide it and not doing a good job or they're trying to like flaunt it because it's like her outfit. I don't know. It was, uh, and I thought, Hey, I've got a, I've got a pair of, uh, um, button down red long johns that look like that. Yeah, the union don't suit. Don't button in the middle. The union yeah. suit. Was it Star Wars that had like that one red stormtrooper 
and the rest of them were all white. That's oh, what yeah. it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't like know that, what they're uh, doing. I like that meme I sent you guys where it shows like a picture of Rihanna and it shows the lobster in the, yeah. the fucking restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Within, that, that giant coat she was wearing, I was like, man, if I get a camel one like that in the tree yeah. stand, that didn't be great. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a giant blanket. It was, uh, it was like a snuggie. Man, it, it it was something. It was it was bad. I went I went home after that. I just couldn't. Well, I had to get up early today, but there were some uh controversial calls in that game. Too. That last call was pretty controversial. Um I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's not controversial. It was a holding call. I mean, he held him. <sighs> Yeah, they did it. Like, it's not, probably, like, probably I mean, not the, something the that they would normally seemed, call, but yeah, it was holding. What's that, Jason? The game seemed like that. The game seemed like it had good flow. It seemed like yeah. I mean, there was scoring. There was going back and forth, and then for it to come down to something like that, it just yeah. uh, why it does had, it have? Why does there have to be a play that results in a referee having to make the decision of whether to call that or not? Right. You know, I mean, if it was. I don't know. I guess I don't feel that it was blatant holding. I don't know. I only watched it those couple times when it first happened, but I didn't feel like it was blatant. He held him twice. Yeah. yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, if it was the Lions, like, he would have been held and they wouldn't have called it. So, or if it was in, in the end, it, it, yeah. called it on the, in the end, like, it may not have mattered because he would have just kicked a field goal and still not had a lot, very much time left. And <laughs> who knows? But yeah. what was up with that final, th- that, that Hail Mary? No, the worst. Did, 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 well, worst he just slip out of his hand or well, something. No, like, like his, he only he, threw that thing. Like he fucked yards. up his shoulder at the end of the season. He was out for like three or four games. So like I don't know that he could throw it that far. He threw. He threw. A, I don't know. A bomb in like that first quarter. It, it, that it was looked like catch. Bob. It looked like maybe he slipped or something. Because yeah, it looked like he lined up to just heave the thing, and it was like a duck. I don't know why they even yeah. tried like. Do the old uh, hook and ladders and the what do they call oh, it? The, <laughs> the clown car, <laughs> the, yeah, the clown show, yeah. Like, well, I, I, mean, I, I they're that. at like the thirty yard line. You can't throw the ball that fucking far. So, whatever. He was going yard. Yeah. Hey, Aaron Rodgers right. did it. All I know, because well, he was playing the Lions. <laughs> That's true. If the Lions are in the Super Bowl, he makes that throw. They catch it. They win. I was reading. Saying, the, I was reading the, the Lions most contra- are never in the Super Bowl. The most controversial one that I read about was the one that. Uh, was the religious commercial? I guess they said like all oh, the Jesus. World. Yeah, I guess they said like Jesus wouldn't have backed the commercial. It's like yikes! How do they know what Jesus yeah. would do? That's what I'm saying. How do you know? He's you have a go- second to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's my that's probably my, my thing. that's my favorite like soundbite. Yeah, they were like, yeah, Jesus wouldn't have spent twenty million dollars to make a Super Bowl ad. How do you know? Did you talk to Jesus? Does he even have twenty million dollars? How do you know? Are you best friends with him? You don't know. I mean, I'm I mean, not. I'm not you dogging could the big have man. Like, you could have like seventy-five more beer commercials and tech commercials and yeah. all this other bullshit. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't, of worse. I don't mind one commercial about Jesus. No, it, and especially like the context of the ad was like yeah. all this civil unrest and like like people just wanting to tear each other apart, and then they're like, yeah. "Hey, how about us? How yeah. about the us and Jesus?" Yeah, I'm like that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, uh, quit killing each other, dum dums. Yeah, I mean, it, it made sense to me. I, I didn't see any controversy on it. I mean, I'm not the most religious dude in the world, but you know, I can see how some people might appreciate that kind of commercial. But we're not going controversy in the first. 
They yeah. Ten minutes of this show. They should have just said, it's not happening. keep your legs crossed and your mind don't mean. That's all they needed to <laughs> say. <don't> mean. <laughs> and then we sue them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. My, co- my copyright. I don't even know where I got it's too bad there wasn't, uh It's too bad there wasn't a Decide Bear commercial. Right? True. Man, we got to work on that. We need to influence them a little they more. They probably... Podcast I'm rules. just going to throw it out there. They might not have the funds to be able to there probably purchase was, a commercial. There probably was one in, like, Scandinavia or wherever. <laughs> oh, was yeah. Like Denmark. Yeah, where you got $5 for per ad yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. No, all ads are free because everything's free it's in true. the Netherlands. Yeah. So. It's not in Netherlands. It's in Scandinavia. Social advertisement. Yeah, social... <laughs> Bunch of walking Man, billboards. Here we go. We're here just we going go. down the rabbit hole. All right, can we talk something outdoors? <laughs> sure. We're the terrible outdoors, and we haven't talked about anything outdoors. Yeah, let's talk like, about the fact that there was a Bass Pro commercial. Yeah, was there was. I didn't watch all the commercials. What was the Bass Pro commercial? Promoting Johnny Morris butthole or something? Yeah, I just saw Johnny they just said they s- Johnny Morris is, is the bestest like, uh, ever. I love him so much. He's my fucking favorite. <laughs> Right. When he I'm, I'm better, off, I'm he better towards like, Johnny Morris, but okay. I, when they wrapped up the commercial, he said something like, get outside and don't be terrible. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh. <laughs> With your kerosene boots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, what did he, really did he really have a commercial? This year, Dan, the winter hasn't been too cold. Yeah, I uh, actually took my boots back when Ryan and I went to uh, Cabela's last week, so yeah, didn't even need them. They didn't fit anyway, so that's what I get for ordering shit online. My feet are too big. I can't never try anything on in the store. Let's talk about that trip while, was, you, while you brought it up. That was a cool trip. Yeah, yeah. we uh, bought some shit. I did uh, a Facebook Live, and if anybody's probably watched it, people yeah. listening probably watched it. Facebook all, Live, all one listener. He's talking to just the random Joe at Cabela's who was fucking up his reel, dude, man. Oh, man, that dude said he was going to listen to this podcast, but uh, I, I doubt he, that he, he is. He might be listening to it, and we just insulted him. Hey, if you did, thanks for he, what you did for me. He didn't because, end up fucking his reel. Because you probably didn't, and then probably not listening to this podcast, you did try fucking up my reel. <laughs> First, he tried not backing it with anything, because I put braid on it. I had to tell him, like, hey, you need, to, you need to back it for me. Classic. And then, uh, yeah, we just kind of walked around. I mean, you, what, what did you buy what would you get first? Oh, I bought a uh, 13 fishing reel. That was pretty cool. I was excited about that. Baycaster combo. New Baycaster combo. combo. Yeah, I love the color, black color on that. It's cool. Color matters. Yeah, I mean, that really, really <laughs> makes makes a difference. The fish, no. Yeah. I've needed a new Baycaster for a while, so I'm glad I, uh, glad I picked that up. Yeah, me too. I need one. If you need any work done on the drags, just let me know. Jason, I know really a guy. good at replacing parts. Sounds good. <laughs> Quality. Real nice. Yeah, I returned my ice shanty because um, fuck Michigan winters. Apparently, we're not going to have ice. So I said, you know what? Uh, I don't need a, a $350 ice shanty. So I said, screw it. Took it back, and I bought unnecessary musky things. $350 musky setup. <laughs> you did, too. I bought a new musky rod, Predator musky. I bought a new rod for the Baycaster rod that was broken, that broke last year. And then I bought five musky lures and had to equal $350. I like that better I'm than just one use, shanty. Uh, I'm anxious for you to use that predator musky rod and see how you like it because the one day that we went out looking for weed beds, I did cast your St. Croix rod a couple of times, I think. Um, and yeah, it was 
that was my first trip using that Predator Muskie rod with the Revo Toro Beast on it. Before that, when I had tried using it, it was with that Ambassador 6500, and it just didn't feel right. But yeah. with the right reel on there, I feel like I can pour some stuff in. Yeah. So, what kind did you have? What model is yours? The rod. Yeah. Mm, Predator. I think be. it's nine or nine and a half foot. Jesus. It barely fits in my truck diagonal, and I've got an eight-foot box. So Okay. Well, that'd probably be almost nine foot. You got a big box, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you got a big trunk. We'll, I'm putting we'll just my leave bike that there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the 8.6 extra heavy, mainly with the mindset of bulldogs, rubber. That's why I bought all yeah. the five muscular I bought were all bulldogs, because that's the one thing I only have a couple of. So now I have really every aspect of musky fishing covered. Did you see Kimberly Roar's uh, comment on the picture? Yeah, I did. <laughs> she, she said, uh, does the middle one, or what type of batteries does the middle one take? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> double, double Ds. <laughs> that was pretty funny, man. Yeah. I laughed pretty hard at that. So I'm, uh, I'm set for this year. Like I, I killed like three birds with one stone just by returning this stupid shanty. I walked out the door. I got a bag of jerky and then an extra box to put all those in. And I think I paid, what, 20 bucks? Yeah. If I didn't get the jerky, I wouldn't uh, essentially have paid anything. So Fat. I, I, uh, I think that's a good trade. A shanty for all that? Fuck ice fishing. <laughs> yeah. You don't, need, you don't get to do it in Michigan. So Yeah, he wasn't walking out of there with no jerky. You don't go to Cabela's and not get jerky, no. right? You get the steak uh, strips every time. That stuff's good. It is. Yeah. And then they, but they actually had the peppered this time. I've never had the peppered. Was it peppery? I didn't even eat it yet. Because <laughs> we, we we went and got food right afterwards at Great Lakes, and I wanted to throw up afterwards because I ate so much, so I couldn't fit any jerky. I mean, you had, like, more potatoes than one man can consume in one I, day. I think I ate a pound of cheese. With, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He still so, hasn't shit yet. I still haven't, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm locked up like, a, like Fort Knox, man. It was a burger. I'll explain the burger real quick. And on top of the burger was a basically a mozzarella stick in the shape of a burger, about a half inch thick, Jesus. like a deep fried mozzarella stick on top. So as soon as you bit into it, it's just gooey cheese all over it with bacon on, on, t- uh, like on top of that. Oh, man, it was legit. And then I got, it came with a mashed potato, like a loaded mashed potato covered in cheese. We had some tater skins. Oh yeah, then we had tater cheese. skins. Yeah, like I legitimately ate a pound of cheese. They found yeah. a they found a trace of blood in your cholesterol stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Doctor says I'm going to be real healthy. <laughs> oh my god, that was good. And then uh, I think it was that same night, or maybe the next night, I was on just fucking around online, and I saw the thirteen fishing reel on sale. Oh, did you buy it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fuck around I, and find out. Well, I bought that rod, and I, I didn't technically have a reel to go with it. What's like, the gear ratio on that one? I got the 6.3. That's quick. 6.3. Like, there's I wanted, like a 6 and a 4 or something in there. Five, 5, and then there's 8. Oof. That's screaming. I didn't want the screaming fast one, but I wanted it to go in that Predator Muskie for Bulldog, so I wanted something faster to reel up the slack. Yeah. So that's the plan. Yeah, my dial was like a seven two or something. Yeah. That reel is normally two hundred fifty bucks, and they had on Amazon for two hundred. So, can we just point out the fact that I've thought nothing but fishing since we went to Cabela's? Mm-hmm. I just oh, well, it's been sixty degrees and sunshine, and yeah. I brought my pole with me today on the way to the Beat Lab here, 
And then when I drove past the launch over there, the launch was locked. If it was unlocked, I was going down there. Park, it's park at the road like and just walk in the out. summertime. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to. It's nuts. Do it. Who's going to know? But You're never going to know. Yeah. Well, I thought about it, but then I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get in any trouble. Oh, so I have a good story to tell at least. But yeah. there was still a little bit of ice out there in the middle of the lake. So good old yeah, I drove, portage. I drove by Kent on the way here, and it was about half skim ice, and then the rest half was wide open. And that's kind of how portage was, yeah. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Jason, we're definitely not ice fishing when we go to the cabin next no. weekend. Zero nope. chance. Nope. We might as well get uh, medium red out <laughs> yeah. and do some trolling or uh, get the black frog out to get that top water yeah. bite. Yeah. <laughs> It's, mm-hmm. it's a little out of season. <laughs> well, the the bluegills are on the beds right now, so <laughs> just, just chucking just a frog and <laughs> snow on the ground. Oh my god, that's funny. Nothing that's why you have to use a black frog because it's a good silhouette against the white snow background. It might, yeah. I, I mean, it might work because it might be something they've never seen. Yeah, mm. that's funny. So, right. why'd you guys not catch any fish? Well, you see here, what happened was... Yeah. <laughs> I was using a bobber in a uh, purple worm. <laughs> hey, that can be money at times, but also not at times. I've seen uh, at least one northern pike caught on that exact rig. Yep. That exact setup. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, while we're talking food, I'll tell my uh, chicken tender story. Oh, yeah. Quick. So... Saturday night, my wife and I went out to dinner because we were tired and didn't feel like cooking dinner. Had a long day at work, and that was uh, the only reason. So it was our excuse to go out for Valentine's Day. So we went out to dinner, um, and I, I wasn't, like, super hungry, and, like, everything on the menu was, like, these really, like, sounded like really big burgers. And after having that one the other day, Cabela's, like, I just wanted something easy. And it was a super expensive restaurant, and they had chicken tenders. But it was like the description was like very elaborate. So I'm like, these are probably some badass chicken tenders, right? Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's get some really good chicken tenders. She got like chicken parm or something like that. And they bring out these chicken tenders and they're paper thin. And they're like for me, they're well done. That's, for me, they're well done. That's saying a lot. Like chicken jerky. They were dude, I'm telling you, they were chicken jerky. One, they were like a panko breading, which I'm not a fan of. I'm thinking they're like the thick, like crunchy fucking breading. No, it's just the panko shit. They're paper thin and they are burnt. Not, I don't say burnt, but they are like overdone and dry. And I'm, I've always said, you can't fuck up chicken tenders. Like if you ever like, I'm not sure what to order, order chicken tenders because you can't fuck it up. This restaurant proved me wrong. You can fuck up chicken tenders. They probably don't make very many chicken tenders at a really nice restaurant. Well, why do they have them on the kids' menu then? Because that's where I ordered from. <laughs> you ordered off the kids' menu? No. It was actually in like a separate category for like the dinner menu. And it was like, uh, I don't remember. Uh, it's like, because it's like it near the senior menu. It's like near a train station. So it was like the train menu or something like that. It had like, I mean, it was like $18 for chicken tenders. And oh, that's nice. what I got. And I'm like, is that the place you guys got married at? No, no, no. That place isn't even business anymore. All right. Yeah. We shut them down. <laughs> <They're> like, no <laughs> more. No, no. It was a different place right by the house. And I'm like, man, I got to tell this story. Fucking, how do you fuck up chicken tenders? It's, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible either. No. To be honest. No. 
paper thin. When you sent that text, mm. I thought you cooked them and messed them up. No, I could make better chicken tenders than that. Absolutely. Because I could buy them from the store in the frozen food section and make them taste better than that. <laughs> I'm very bitter about this. One, because I wasted $18 on chicken tenders that tasted like shit. Yeah, that's your first problem. That's your first problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I should have. I should have just gone to KFC. I was going to get chicken parm because that's like one of my go tos is chicken parm, right? Like that's. Yeah. I'm like, eh, no, nah, whatever. I don't feel like sauce and just, it seemed heavy. And I'm like, yeah, something like chicken tenders and fries. No, fuck that. I'm still mad about it. Clearly. I should have like said something. I'm just not that guy where I'm going to send it back. Like, I'm not. I'm just going to deal with it. Yeah, you're just going to roast them on a publicly platformed podcast. I didn't say the name of the true. restaurant. That's I'm true. purposely not that's saying true. the name of the restaurant. That's true. And the other side of it, too, while I'm on this little rant, the waitress, she was a bitch. Wow. She had RB, she had RBF like no other. Wow. I You know what RBF is? Yeah. Resting, yeah, resting. yeah, resting bitch face. Yeah. Like, literally, like, I, I don't know, she'd, like, bring me like a, a pop or something like that. And I'd say, thanks. And she just turn and walk away. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, fuck me very much. <laughs> All right. All right. What would you tip her? Um, you know, I was feeling generous that day. I don't know why. Like, even though I, I, I might, what was going through my head, normally I don't like, if I don't get like pretty good service or they're just at least friendly or smiley, like I do not even give 20%. But for some reason, maybe just because I had a long day at work, like I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's just having a bad day. And if I give her a shitty tip, it might just make it worse. So I gave her like 25% and hope that it maybe it makes her day better. I was just feeling generous. I just, I don't know. Like I, said, I, didn't, I didn't send it back. I just, I don't know. I was in that mood. I, no I thought you were going to tell me that you wanted to give a poor tip and then Denise uh, strong armed you. Into so a, she normally will. Like she's. Yeah, I, I mean, like when we were up north. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I generally always tip, but if I get really bad service, like there's one time where I, it actually wasn't that long ago where my waiter was an asshole, straight up asshole, gave me zero attention. Like I had to wait forever for my drink and then never gave me a refill the entire time. My, my rule of thumb, if my drink, my drink should never be empty, especially if I'm just drinking pop, keep it full. Mm-hmm. I should, ne- it should never be empty. You keep that full. You can't control the food. The cook controls the food or, or whoever's running your server, your bus or whoever's bringing out the food. You can't control that. You can control my drink being full. And like he was an asshole. Drink was, wasn't full. So I literally tipped like a dollar because it wouldn't let me tip any less. Hmm. Cause you, it was all like the, you, know, you had to like scan the QR barcode mm-hmm. and he wouldn't give me the option to not tip, hmm. which was bullshit. So I tipped a dollar. Damn. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm having a rough go with restaurants. I, right now. I have known this dude his whole life. And uh, I have never heard him complain more about food. Like normally, he's not I'm, like that. Like, I'm telling like, you, yeah, like I, dude, I'm telling you, you literally hey. give him a give him a tin can, put enough hot sauce on it, and he'll he'll suck it down. Like <laughs> in, in the last few months, he has just become super bougie about his food. No, I honestly, really, since like COVID, I haven't been out to a restaurant very much. Just I haven't. I, mm-hmm. We just stopped doing it, and then. With the inflation and everything so expensive, I just have had no desire. But just so happened the last, I don't know, couple months, I've had times where I needed to go out, and it's not been good. Yeah, see, I'm I'm one of those guys to where I I never send anything back either. I'll I'll eat it. I'll not eat it. I'll take it home. Whatever. But I I'm definitely one of those guys to where I've never really not not tipped. 
you know, I'm, I'm always like a benefit of the doubt, kind of like you said, like yep. maybe you're just having a bad day, whatever. But yep. again, to your point, like, you know, if I'm drinking soda pops and my drink's empty, bring it over. You know, I mean, yep. come on. You know, I mean, yep. you can be having as bad a day as you yeah. as possible, but just keep my drink full. It's yeah. my number one rule. If you send it back, oh. you're getting a puke sandwich. Back. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. exactly. If you've ever seen the movie Waiting, yeah. don't send your food back. <laughs> right. ever. I couldn't think of the name of the movie, but yeah, yeah I've seen that. Don't be an asshole to your waiter yeah. until you get your food. Because it'll come out with some nut hair. <laughs> I, dude, I, I worked at a I worked at a golf course. Class to any meal. <laughs> I, I worked at a golf course in the kitchen. I know, I know, some, <laughs> and I've seen some shit. I've seen things. I had a dude like at the end of the night send back a hamburger when they came off at like nine o'clock, and the grill closed at nine o'clock, and they wanted food. And so I cook them up some burgers and oh, what God. they wanted. They sent it back because it was like not medium medium wellish or whatever the hell it was and i could i i threw it in the deep fryer is the only thing i had going i cooked it the rest of the way and i cooked that shit well it was fucking burnt to a crisp it's a goddamn chicken nugget oh when i was done with it. you get what you get man i didn't i didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't do anything bad to it other than I, that's all yeah. i had hot Dude, uh, back, <laughs> I was gonna throw in the fucking toaster. <laughs> what do you back. want, bro? <laughs> oh man, back in high school, uh, I used to work at McDonald's, and there was times where, like, someone would order like extra mayo. They got fucking extra mayo. Oh god. Oh yeah, man. They'd get like normally get like two squirts of like the pump. I'd be like, blah 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 <laughs> on both buns, like <laughs> slap that shit together. Yeah, but I was young and stupid. Pretty sick chubs. So, yeah, generally, I do not send my shit back. Like, we were talking a couple episodes ago about, like, how I like my shit well done. What's he doing? I don't know. Oh. Weird. Um, enter in, enter in, uh, ad. No, fuck <laughs> it. This is what we are. Um, no, but, like, how I like my shit well done. So, if I got something and it was, like, just a little too pink, I just wouldn't need it. Like, I wouldn't send it back because I'd... Again, I know it's going to come back with some nut hair on it. Stop Ugh. saying nut hair. Nut hair. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, sprouts. <laughs> some extra cilantro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little extra Let's get cheese. Dan going. No, no, please don't. A <laughs> little extra oh, cheese on the taco. God damn. Okay, no. now can we talk about something outdoors related? No. Oh, man. All right. Oh, boy. This is, this is what we're going to talk about. What a loser. We got updates on the weights and fish scandal. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. So, Jason, I know you did a little research uh, on the development in the story. So, I would call it, it's not necessarily a development in that story. It's a wrinkle, I would say. It's 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 a wrinkle in the story. It's an addition to the story. Yeah. So, our good buddy, for those of you that forget their names... Our good buddy, Chase Kaminsky, if you can't hear the sarcasm, we <laughs> do not know this person. We do not affiliate with yeah, them. <laughs> no, not not a good buddy. Not at all. So one of the guys that's involved in this cheating scandal on Lake Erie just so happened to be at a bowling alley with his son and his son's friend, and they just so happened to try and pay for their bowling experience with a fake $100 bill <laughs> and got caught. What a weasel. And so 
Um, so the story goes that the son goes to pay and doesn't know that it's fake. But on the bill, it says, there's two phrases. It says, for motion picture purposes <laughs> and not legal tender. <laughs> so God. goes up to pay and then says, oh, I didn't know that it was fake. Well, then the buddy rats him out and says, yeah, they knew it was fake. Um, search warrant, raid the house, find some evidence. So, yeah, um, Chase seems to just not know how to stay out of trouble. So they, they got a warrant and searched his house? Yeah. No shit. Well, I guess you were saying that's like a secret service. Type. Yeah, the secret service, uh, they're the ones that uh, investigate all counterfeiting. As if this dude's got doesn't have enough shit going on, right? Sorry, like, sorry, um, I I misspoke. A search warrant to search their phones, not their house. Misspoke. But well, on the phone, it way. says, "Here you go." On the phone, the son texts the dad and says, "Bring one of those hundreds. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! What an idiot! Bring one of them Benjamins. Oh my one God! What's yeah? Wasn't there something else that this dude's up for too? Wasn't there something else in the story um, that he had going on before right. this there, even happened? There's something. It's not in this article, but yeah, there. There's like three things going on with this yeah, character. This dude's a real, real piece of work. Yeah, like the other guy you're not hearing from, fish fondling. He's charged with fish fondling. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fish fondling? Yeah, it's when you Yeah, it's when you fondle your fish. When you diddle your fish. <laughs> my God. <laughs> hey, you are one oh, pathetic loser. I'm just kidding. I don't That's know what that. we say just, about Chase Kaminsky. I'm just you are one, one pathetic just, loser. I'm just trying to think of the worst things that uh that a, that an outdoorsman could do. Fiddle with your fish. Fiddle with your fish, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yikes. don't diddle your eats, man. Yeah, this dude's life isn't ruined enough, so now he's gonna go ahead and make some fake money. Like, come on. Like, so now there, Chase has a forgery charge, in addition to his situation with those walleye. So I yeah. did. I did read that their trial is set for February, but I couldn't find a date. Did you happen to see a date when their trial starts? It says the fourteenth. Valentine's yeah, it says Day. The fourteenth. That's, that's yep. fitting. That's fitting. Oh, here it is right here. Chase also faces charges in a local stalking case. That's right. Yeah, he was stalking somebody. With a fish. There it is. With let's, a fish. A, fr a frozen pike. Let's click on that. <laughs> frozen. Hey, the uh, the Toledo the Toledo walleye are a minor league hockey team, and when they score a goal, they throw a walleye on the ice. Like a real one, oh, not yeah. a fake one. That's a, right. Alive? No, it's dead. Alive. No, not, a, Pete not alive. going to be all over that. <laughs> it's like the wings do with their octopus. Oh, man. It says, according to a criminal complaint, and this is from WKBN 27. It says, according to yeah. a criminal complaint in the case that was filed Monday, a woman told police that Kaminsky started following her vehicle closely after sending her a harassing text message. It says, Kaminsky was following her so closely that if she hit the brakes, their vehicles would collide. What a wow. freaking loser. That's usually like the way it goes, you know? It, when when you're a loser, you're a real. He's a real loser. loser. Yeah, you know, just can't get out of his just own a, way. Like he's just a layer of the onion, you know. Just a habitual bitch, with emphasis on bitch. 
Yeah, man, I don't know. Like you hear, you hear more more about <clears throat> like shit like this. Like Dan, we were, Dan and I, we were at Cabela's. I ran into. I used to work there, so I ran in some people I knew, and one of the guys. Well, he was like a diehard walleye fisherman and he fished Erie a lot and he fished tournaments and he was telling us about how like he stopped fishing them because of some of the shit he knew went down in some of these tournaments. Yeah. And he was even saying that he's like from the UP and he's tight with like a bunch of guides and stuff that are up there. And apparently when the guys I was fishing in these tournaments hired this guide and just so happens that this guy was best friends with him like knew the guy that they hired and knew that they had hired him like under the table don't cheat people and that's when he was like i'm done i'm done like not doing anymore so bob's bull prediction to fish tournaments like i don't know man (laughs) yeah i think you'll be be all right at the uh thursday that's what they do you're only cheating yourself you know what i'm saying you can go out there and win like thousands of dollars or whatever but at the end of the day you know you're a piece of shit yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like i just i just want to go out there and compete i just think it'd be fun yeah. you know like check so. that bold prediction box yeah yeah so it's one of the harassing text messages from kaminsky that was cited by the woman that said kiss your ass goodbye Ooh, Jesus. okay fucking idiot that's a man that's a bold statement it is well you know, we, you like to think that like most of the people that that enjoy the same kind of pastimes that we do when it comes to hunting and fishing and stuff like that. You like to think that everybody's a good person, but there's uh, nope. there's some real shitbags out there. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that they're, do the they're same definitely shit not. That we do. You know? you know, even in like the sporting clays, there's a handful of shitbags. Like there's a dude that threw his gun in the trash that like would stomp off the the course, like literally like. Took his twenty thousand dollars shotgun and just threw it in the trash. It's got to be the gun's fault. Yeah, I was I was about to do that when we were out there, but (laughs) for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's just it's crazy. But you're right; it's everywhere. Did you like that video I put together, Jason? I made sure to add in that that picture of you and and Jimmy working on your gun. (laughs) Oh yeah. Did you ever post that? I think so. Yeah, I think you did. I think I did. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. There's there's been two. trying to think of a good word for him like not coming to me but there's been two situations that have been documented since starting this podcast that i've been involved in that one of them is the gun malfunction and the other one is the fishing reel disassembly yeah you're having uh, well then you got to throw in your equipment failure with your trailer bearings Oh, well, I mean, but i mean like uh we've had two that have been like documented in real time Oh, on yeah. your phone That's while they're true, happening, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're having a rough go from the start of this this podcast. Hey, we are um, we are one year. It's February 13th, and we are one year and one day um, from when I broke my leg. Really? Hmm. Yeah. You know what? This came is... up on the one year anniversary. I did some jumping jacks to celebrate, and this happens to be episode 52. Oh yeah, 52. Yeah. Even though it's not like a, we haven't hit our one year yet, that's coming up next month. But we, yeah. Yeah. so it must mean we did more than one episode a year or a week. So I know oh. we did a couple of weeks there in a row. We posted more than one, but nice. very cool. We are so cool. We're the fucking coolest. Bro out there. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's all that. 
That's all that clip should be is just somebody being like, whoa. <laughs> just like some random Yes. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, with that yeah. look too. Yeah. <laughs> the slow the slow golf like clap. Slow clap with yeah. cross eyes. Yeah, that's, that's it. Kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> that's what I envision. That needs to be man. somebody's outro. <laughs> that should be your. Dad, uh, you got anything? Kiss, kiss your, your ass, ass goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> and remember, kids, kiss. what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. <laughs> why, do you, why do you guys sound like a fifty-year-old man that just smoked a pack of cigarettes? Oh, that's what I, that was what I was going for. That's okay. probably that's got to be what that guy sounds like. Hey. I'm Chase Kaminsky. Oh, I'm Chase Kaminsky, and I like to diddle walleyes. <laughs> We've got boys and fish. Ricky Carmichael. Jesus. Heavy Jer- breathing. I'm not even using the voiceovers. Jeremy McGrath. Hey, Bob. And I'm the devil. Supercross. No, it's more like. I'm Chase Kaminsky. (laughs) What's up, Jason? You were saying something. I got a random question. What type of trolling motor do you have on your boat? Uh, Minn Kota. Not changing the subject or anything. Minn Kota, just like the, uh, what is that? The power power drive. Is it a power power drive? drive? Yeah. So you, you run it from a foot. You run it from a foot pedal, yeah? Yeah. Do you have, um, so I'm thinking about getting the, it's called the co-pilot. It plugs in on like the side. Maybe you guys are aware. You yep. just like take the plate off the side and plug the co-pilot in. Do you have that, Bob? Yeah, like the iPilot like upgrade. No, this is just the co-pilot. You're talking about co-pilot or iPilot? Co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. co-pilot. Co-pilot just, is, it, is, all is it does just is allow you to run it off a key fob. Okay. Yeah. Can you like spot lock and stuff like that? Or is it just uh, just a key fob? No. The okay. I want to. I want to so upgrade. What was, mine what was your to, question, though? If you have that, oh, if I have it, no, I don't. No. I don't. Mine is plain Jane as it gets. I would. I definitely yeah. want to upgrade. That's like it was on my list this year was going to happen until I dropped six grand on my furnace. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's yeah. going to have to wait another year. No, is that yeah. only for the co-pilot uh, motor, Jay? Power drive and power so drive V two. I'm. I'm not I'm not familiar with all of the different uh, models of Minn Kota and what different ones can do. I just know that we also have a power drive on Dad's on medium red, and I want to get that co-pilot because um, typically we're using that boat for vertical jig in the Detroit River, and it would be nice to run it off that key fob. Or yeah. if you were like working the shoreline for bass and stuff. Granted, yeah. I know it would be fun to have the spot lock and things, but we don't have that many applications for it. It would be more just to be able to yeah. run it off the key fob and not the foot control. We yeah. looked at the, the co-pilot when we were at Cabela's, actually, because I was looking for the iPilot upgrade because that's what I want to get for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the co-pilot upgrade was like, I want to say it was close to 200 bucks now, 100, <clears throat> 180 maybe. But the iPilot upgrade is and, only like 449 And does the iPilot, that gives you some capabilities with your Hummingbird fish finder, right? Well, if you have yeah. a hum- Hummingbird, yes, but... So with the iPilot, you can, one, do spot lock. But you, the other thing, which is really cool with iPilot, is you can record your your track that you're making. You don't even have to have a hummingbird. So you set your trolling motor to record. So if you're working a shoreline, you can hit record, work that whole shoreline, and then like save that as whatever, east shore. And then you can come back, 
log that that in and it'll literally take you right to that first point and work you that shoreline. You don't even touch the trolling. Gotcha. Bro, you like, don't even kind of like autopilot almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And then the other cool thing is you can set like a course, like you want it to okay, I want you can point like your trolling motor to a certain point on the shore and then you just mm-hmm. hit like I don't remember what button it is, and it'll go like it'll turn, it'll automatically turn mm-hmm. to keep you on that same heading. So and you can do like it a to, compass heading or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you can even set it to where like if you're fishing a drop off, you can have like an offset of like ten, twelve feet on each side, and then like let's say you want to fish that edge of that drop off, all you have to do is just essentially establish that line, go through it first with the pop, spot lock on or with the um, iPilot enabled, and then you enable it. And then you, it basically it'll take you right back around to your starting position, and then it'll offset you by like fifteen feet. That yeah. way you can cast right into the oh, spot nice. you want. Yeah, it's badass. I don't have enough like patience to like spend the time programming something like that. Like well, you, I, I if literally you think if you fish the same like lake often enough, like yeah. how nice would we could have like, done if, it if back you, in. Uh, we could have done it back in June when we were searching for weed beds. We could have just done some tracks. There you go. Yeah, there's but, a like thing if we were up can, at Winya, and there's like. You know the same like tracks we run working certain shores. Like you can yeah. set it to record, work that shore at the exact like distance away from shore you want, and then the next day if you want to circle back, you go right to that point, set it, and then you just start casting. You set the speed and it just stays on that yeah. course. Like and you can go onto your phone and you can like there's an app and basically you can like trace the course. So if you want to yeah. fish like a you know, if you're fishing contour lines or whatever, and you want to fish only like an eight foot contour line. You can it'll keep you on the shape and the bends yeah. of all that contour line. It's yeah, if awesome. you have like a hummingbird uh, depth finder and you have like the iPilot link and you can link it to that, you can go right on your graph and like draw where you want this yeah. thing to take you to yeah. stay right on a yeah. a ten foot break. Like it's amazing what you can do. I just want I mainly want spot lock, and I think it'd be cool to be able to record that track as for some of the lakes that I fish more often to work to work that same line. So yeah. I bought an Alltrex for my tracker. And uh, that spot lock is awesome. Oh, yeah. It is so cool. So I'm telling you, think I mean, about if we were up in Tequamana, like when we hooked a fish, and like it was like chaos trying yeah. to keep the boat like yeah. from blown into shore. And if we could have just hit a button, spot lock keeps us right there. We mess with the fish. Yeah, you know. I definitely want the spot lock. And what I want more than anything is like I want to go 24 volt. And yeah. 80 pounds. And 80 pound, you know, just yeah. because some of the current. That's where I'm debating the, on, do I de- do I spend the 500 bucks to upgrade or do I just wait and just get the trolling yeah, motor? Yeah, I, w- I want to upgrade the trolling motor. motor. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to do it again in a couple of years. I mean, like I'm I'm set Maybe. for life with that Altrex now. Maybe. Like I am absolutely set for life because I have the 24 volt, 80 pound. My, and my it, thing is my boat cost me a dollar. True. So it's like, do how much money do I want to put into this boat? Sure. It's not like I'm I can't just take it off the boat, mm-hmm. you know. But that's kind of why I'm like, do I want to put a twenty five hundred dollar trolling motor on a dollar boat? Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter what the, what the boat costs, but it's just I don't know. Yeah. No, that spot lock's cool because especially like if you're tying on like a different rig, you know, you're rigging something else up, or you know, you're messing with your drop shot or whatever, trying to yeah. mess with your worms and shit. Like, if you think about it, Jason, though, like for jigging the river, you could just set like a heading. And mm-hmm. set your speed, and like you don't even touch it. You don't even need a fob. Yeah, you just set a direction you want that boat to yeah. face, and stand yeah. back and fish, and just the GPS maybe setting. adjust the speed a little bit if you're not staying vertical. Like you don't even have to mess with the fob. Yeah. So one thing that I found out though too is that like if you're standing up and that spot lock's moving, and if it's like a really windy day, 
and like the wind's actually blowing you around that that spot lock works so well to where it'll like throw you off balance so like it'll like try to connect it and when it like goes to the left like you better be ready for that thing to move to the left and if you're not you're going for a dip you know but uh i'm more of a sit-down fisherman anyways like i'm i'm fat so like like i hate i hate sitting and fishing so I, 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 I am always staying. Even yeah. like jigging, I'll yeah. just I'll stand and jig. I don't I don't know why. Yeah, I don't have very much room up in the front of my boat. I mean, it's not not too big, but I think if I had a bigger boat, I'd stand up. But you're gonna need a bigger boat. Not until I hit like hour eight. <laughs> yeah, I start to like, I pull out the seat. Yeah. Well, especially musky fishing, like you can't cast sitting down. Like yeah. no, it's impossible. I like yeah. to cast even jigging. Fair. Like when we were jigging, like. Like you're ripping those bondy baits up, like you can't do it sitting down. It was, yeah. You need like your whole body weight to. I think I do did it. though. Like I, I think I pulled out the seat and sat down just because of like the yeah. chop was pretty yeah. good. So I was like, ah. I like that cast. I, I have a like a full seat with the back, and then I have one of those casting seats, and the casting seat's nice because I can, you know, just kind of give you something yeah. to lean on. You know, so. I use that like when we go up to Winya, like you fish. We fish for four days, and I don't sit the whole time, but I'll lean against that seat sometimes. Just to kind of really just give my back a break more than anything, yeah, sure. but but I do have the key fob, and that key fob is awesome because I can just move my pedal out of the way, and because I don't have one of those retractable uh, pedal foot pedal things. So yeah, Jason, I would uh, I would recommend the iPilot, and I don't even have it. <laughs> just if you want to spend that kind of money, yeah, me too, Jason. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're, we'll see. Copilot would be cool too. Like it's just one of those things like, like if you're said, already gonna spend two hundred, do you like if you can get the other one for a couple hundred dollars yeah. more, would it be worth the extra money to have the spot lock if you're already spending it? You'd have to see if your model's right. compatible with the iPilot though, because you gotta have like a certain model of power drive to be able to do it. So what okay. um right. So you have the power drive. So you're you're looking to upgrade. I mean, would you be looking to upgrade to like what if if you were to upgrade, Jason? What would you what would you get for a, just a trolling motor in general? Yeah. Oh, I'd go with the Taj Mahal self deploy automatic Altera. assist deploy. <laughs> no, um, no, you you bring up a good point. Like the cost and everything. Um, to be honest, that boat. The trolling motor is used jigging walleye. The trolling motor is used jigging musky. Um, when we're at the cabin, we're not using that boat. I just don't know. The, the co-pilot would be an upgrade because now you're trying to stay vertical with your handheld remote as opposed to your foot control pedal. Um, you know, if we're casting out in St. Clair or whatever, the, the spot lock seems nice, but I'm trying to think of applications how realistic is it we haven't used it before so yeah i I can't think of a time where i've been fishing just because of the method but where i was fishing in that boat and said i wish i was able to hold myself right here yeah but well that's a that's the thing like i guess with musky the by the time you hook a musky you get it in like you you could be so far from that point that you caught that musky and you want to be able to save that waypoint so if you hit spot like it saves you right there you can deal with the fish, yeah. and you're right there where you caught it, and you can mark that, and then because where there's one, there could be more, right? You can hit that spot over. You're making over. a lot of assumptions. You're making an assumption that I've gone musky fishing, and then you're making an even bigger <laughs> assumption to say that I hooked one. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. But speaking of musky, but, 
How about that big ass muskie that was caught on Green Bay? Just you looked into that, right? Speechless. Yeah. yeah. Speechless. Did you see that? Did you see that Bob? You text you text me about it and I didn't remember. And then I pulled it up and Bob I was always like, says I never text him things. And I'm goodness. pretty sure I text these things. He just never catches them. <laughs> didn't I send it to the group? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I've got so many group messages going on, I don't know where the fuck they're going. Just an absolute You know what? Giant. I don't I don't I mean, think I did. It was in an email. Um Yeah, it was six it was over sixty pounds out of Green Bay. And we just had this conversation with Berman. And where did he say that he expected the the like so next said, world record to be caught? I I can remember two of them. I thought it was Georgian Bay and St. Lawrence River. And wasn't it the chain of lakes up north in Michigan? It was, yeah. Because yep. he said those three places, because what they have are low densities of muskie but they pump out big fish of all species yeah yeah that's what it was but he did i do remember him saying that the green bay guys want to claim that they're in the conversation and yeah you're right ryan that fish um let me see here i'll, I'll tag it on our facebook the, and stuff and in the description of this but 55 inches i think it was double yeah, double nickel 55 and it was 29 and a half inch girth, which Jesus according Christ. to some, uh, they have an equation where they take length and girth and give you an estimate of, of weight. And they said, yeah, it puts the fish around 60 pounds. Th- they said that it's so big. It's so big. It doesn't fit on this musky weight chart. <laughs> Not to me. From some DNR folks put it together, but that, yeah, the fish is just a freak. Let's go to green Bay. Let's go. I got some big ones. You got, the, you got friends over there like in Wisconsin, the don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was actually a kid. There was a kid doing a radio telemetry project on Muskie when I was there. So he would, uh, they would go out. There were guides fishing in, in Green Bay. They had like a tender boat, essentially, with a big horse trough in it. They'd get a call on the radio. Bob says, hey, I got one. They'd pull up beside him. The, they would fight the fish, they'd land the fish, they'd transfer the fish over this uh, research boat, and they would mount um, a radio telemetry antenna to it. And then those fish were swimming around, and the guy would go up in an airplane in the spring, and they would track where those fish were to see, you know, which uh, tributaries and stuff to Green Bay the fish were going up to spawn. Hmm. Very cool. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Oh man, we need to catch a muskie this year. All of us, bold prediction. All of us are catching a muskie this year. Dan, you're included. I made it one of mine. One of mine. I didn't say that I was going to catch a gaggle of squirrels or whatever the hell you're bushy tails, (laughs) (laughs) or I was going to shoot a duck or um, a murder of squirrels. Or uh, what was yours, Dan? I was going to. Well, yours. We're good. You're going to shoot a deer. Mm And a five and get a giant bucket mouth bass. Bucket mouth bass. All right, you're, I guess you're okay. Yeah, thank you. But you didn't have muskie in there. Bob and I had to pump the brakes a little. We came out of this. You did come out shooting, yeah, and yeah. it was a bad, a bad aggressive. idea. And then aggressive. I went the other way, and I went aggressive. Whatever. I think it's because we we were sober when we made the bold prediction. That is so. true. We were drunk as shit the first ones. <laughs> well, Bob and I were. Jason wasn't. 
And he still didn't meet his. He, public <laughs> land. He was all public up land, eight point with a crossbow and a uh, two-blade broadhead on a cold day in October. <laughs> he, he had to be on, left-handed. He had to be on painkillers. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> he was flying. Man, that's fun. All right. A couple other stories. So... You guys ever heard of a term called deja vu? No, but I'm very interested. Not until, I didn't, not until so, today. So Jason and, and Bob know what this is. Dan doesn't know what it is. So I heard it on Meat Eater podcast. I don't know that deja vu is the scientific term for it. I, I would I'm bet sure it's, it's not. not. I guess you never know. I guess this, it depends on the scientist that uh, figured it out. Um. So yeah, they were talking about on a recent meat eater podcast, and so they were talking. I bet anybody who hunts can probably um, relate to this. So it's it's the phenomenon that happens when you are gutting a deer, and then later that night you either take a shit or fart, and it smells just like that gut pile. It's uh, Stephen Rennell was talking about. Guilty. They call it deja poo. If this ever happened, I'll be first to say, like, every time I've shot a deer, it happens. Every time. I, I don't know that it's that necessarily, but I will smell it for days. Like You don't smell it when you fart, though? No. Man, I don't, seriously. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I guess, I guess I'm I not really, the- like... <laughs> trying to sniff my own farts over here but it doesn't no but like just about everything smells like it though like i'll I'll, I'll wash my hands for three days and i can still smell the blood on my hands or that i can still smell like that gut smell to it you know but i don't the reason i know that this has happened is because we've been in the camper and be like my god you smell like a gut shot deer yeah yeah Hmm. it's it's definitely happened and they they were talking about like uh um ducks and mallards and stuff they probably more so than deer when they're gutting and cleaning and cleaning out ducks like apparently it's not like a very um great smelling process um and afterwards they smell it and when they take a shit or when they're they fart and i've had this happen i didn't know that uh it was a phenomenon but they had some scientists on and he they like they pretty much like discredited it like it's not because of the actual smell that goes like it doesn't go in like your nose and down into your guts like it's a completely mental thing like a memory thing where you just get a bad smell and it just your brain makes it think like that that's where he came up with the term deja vu here i sit broken hearted went to shit but only farted <laughs> If you shoot a deer this year and you gut it, you're going to smell this. You're going to be like, like, holy shit. You know that that poopery stuff? That spray that you spray in the toilet before you take a dump? My wife uses it all the time. There's an actual actual flavor called deja poo. Is it really? Really? There's a flavor. See, you guys are gross, man. You guys are talking about <laughs> smells and then flavor, and it's fucked up. Oh, man. What else do you want to call it? <laughs> what flavor poo? And then do you the want? fact that you said yeah. Denise what uses what flavor it all the time. <laughs> Denise uses it all the time because you know that girl drops some bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, dropped God, the bomb I, on you. I can't wait for baby. her to listen to this. <laughs> oh, but but uh, yeah, didn't they say it was some kind of like like psychology type thing? Like it's yeah, uh, it's all it's, it's all mental geared. Isn't brain. there a theory? Well, they no. they they, th- they said that it what it could be 
is that when you're breathing it in, those scents get trapped in like the hair follicles and stuff in your nose and they stay there for an extended period of time. So as certain times, certain smells hit your nose, like it could be coming off of that. that makes sense. There's really no like scientific of how it happens, but there's there's like hypothesis about what they think. Isn't there a why. theory about like onions and when like well, onions kind of the same thing. Like, there's onions. so many different things of of tricks of cutting onions and not having it like make you tear up. So, there's so many the layers thing. to the onion. They're like ogres, layers. I've got layers. Mm-hmm. I mean, every yeah. time I cut an onion, my I'm I'm fucked. Yeah, like I'm like yeah. my eyes are instantly burning. My, my dad has a good trick for it. A couple don't, of them, actually. Is it like, don't cut the end off? Is that what it is? Yeah, one of them. Don't is, eat onions. Is don't, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't cut the root part of it, because that's where the actual oils and things like that that cause like the tearing up. Right. And then the other one is just take a match and stick it in your mouth. like the And then just, like, just the wooden part of a match. Wouldn't it burn your mouth? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How do you put a lit match in your mouth? <laughs> Shut up, Dan. I got a real good brain. <laughs> But, but yeah, you stick the match in into something with the sulfur. The sulfur like kind of cancels out like that oil or whatever it is. Just fart. There's sulfur in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if this has ever happened, this uh, deja vu phenomenon, I want to hear it. I want to hear some stories. So yeah. hit us up on social media. I want to hear it. Because why not? Let's just know keep that. talking about poop. I, yeah. I, when I'm listening I to it, I'm say, like. Our podcast has come full circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's always about shit, right? So let's embrace the shit. Um, no, I, I, I listen to this and I'm and I'm shit. thinking like, holy shit, this happens to other people. I thought I was just like fucked up in the head. Like this has happened so many times. Well, you are. But. And I, well, yeah, I'm fucked up in the head. But <laughs> it's happened so many times. I remember just, thinking, I'm like, I'm sitting there laughing, like, why the fuck does this smell like this? Why stings the nostrils? Pungent like, smell. I guess I've always just chalked it up to that. Like, I'll ch- you check yourself and make sure you don't have like right. guts on you exactly. somewhere, and then you're like, well, maybe it's just stuck in my yeah. nose. Yeah. Hmm. In my mm. schnoz, in my schnoz holes, schnoz holes, schnoz berries taste like schnoz berries. So the, so the other thing that was in that that okay. episode that I thought I'd bring up, which I thought was really interesting and didn't know this, but apparently it is illegal to buy or sell uh, animal lungs. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Why, why would you know? Why, yeah, why, Jason, why do you know that? Um. They're I not, so they're probably not, should, but I did not. Yeah, they're not um, for human consumption. Well, good because it probably doesn't taste very good. Well, you know, like like well, again, meat eater, right? They eat, they shoot animal, and they eat everything off the animal. They eat fucking everything. So you can, it's not illegal to eat the lungs, but you can't sell it. Companies can't sell it, whether it's cattle, pig, deer, doesn't matter. They can't sell it. Every other country except for Canada and the United States, you can sell it. That'd be some shit if, like, the DNR would, or whoever told you, like, what parts of an animal you could eat. Well, they did. They said you, well, yeah, I guess they, they said you can't sell. They, well, they say, that you, they say that you shouldn't eat the lungs. I guess um, it's super popular in Scotland. It's like hag, haggis or haggis? Haggis. Is haggis, like, yeah. It's a stomach, though. Well, the lungs are in it, though. That's, oh, like, yeah, traditional haggis is, guts. like, guts stuffed with lungs. 
Okay. Mm. So it's one of like Scotland's. I think I'll stick with other things. It's like, it's. <laughs> Dan's over here. My mouth is watered. Yeah. It's one of Scotland's He's like biggest. For a trash it's one of their biggest exports is, is haggis. But if they export it to the United States or Canada, they have to take the lungs out. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. And. So the the scientist they had that was talking about deja vu and all that, like he's one of the guys who's advocating for this law to be like abolished or whatever, like because it was made back in like the 1960s, and I guess what the um like the Department of like Food and Drug or whatever, like back in the 60s, they were like testing it to see if it was safe to eat and there's tuberculosis and different things. Like well, they were what was happening is they were cutting open the lungs. And testing what was inside because you open up the lungs and it's like trees, like branches and shit. And what they were finding in all these like small branches and, and stuff of the lungs is they were finding like tons of pollen and different things that were getting breathed in and that didn't get cleaned out. So pollen and allergens and um, all kinds of and dust and things that like people shouldn't consume. So they didn't know whether it was safe or not. So they just banned it. And nobody's ever like addressed it ever since then. Hmm. Not literal like trees and bushes and shit. He's, yeah, but it like branches of the lungs. And yeah, he's the, talking about the the bronchi and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes with like a side of Claritin or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it sounds disgusting. It, it absolutely sounds so, disgusting. So, yeah, so, so that's <laughs> the first part of. It. But then the other part is like. Who the fuck wants to eat the lungs? Like, I get it. Like, you want to eat every part of the animal. People eat the heart, they eat the liver, but like the lungs. I knew a dude that used to eat the lungs. You used to eat the brains, too. Uh, yeah. uh, that dude's probably uh, dead now, and he's fucked yeah. up. He is dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now I feel bad. R.I.P. <laughs> Rip. Yikes. Rip. I want to say. <laughs> wow. I want to say our neighbor used to do it. Mike? Yeah. He's dead, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but he would right. be like 90. Well, yeah, maybe that's why he lived to be 90. Wow. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Like, one, I didn't know that it was illegal to sell. And two, didn't know that it potentially was bad for you. But I mean, so it's only for human consumption. So you'll find like a lot of like dog food and dog treats has lungs in it. If I was starving, I'd eat, I would eat it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you do what you got to do. Yeah. You do you, boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe you should. Yeah, fine. Boys, boys, <laughs> now, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Whatever. You, you I was interested in it. You guys don't have to be interested in it. If all you're I can smell in it, is like potpourri now. See, it's all mental. Yeah, it is. Now your farts are going to smell like that coffee. Well, that'd be right. good. Now okay. your farts are going to smell like potpourri. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No, the stain in your underwear is going to look like that coffee. (laughs) Shut up, Jason. How do you know? (laughs) That's that breakfast blend. He's just the big old McGurgles. He just assumes. Okay. So, Dan, you got a a sad story. Yeah, I got a sad story. So, uh, uh, some of you may know the. I guess it's not sad, right? We should. Yeah, I mean, we should be proud. Um, Excuse you. <laughs> um, this gentleman has earned over seven million dollars through August of 2022, according to Major League Fishing. 
He has captured four Bassmaster Classic titles in 2001, 05, 2010, and 2011. He was the one, two, three, four, six time, seven time Angler of the Year. Uh, Mr. Kevin Van Dam has announced his retirement from full time fishing. Pretty crazy. Would you say he's the goat? I I would. I mean, he's got an, he's got the credentials for it. I think. Right. I mean, four mass four Bassmaster Classic titles. Yeah, I'm sorry, eight Angler of the Year titles. Uh, yeah, career winnings over six over seven million dollars. 111 top 10 career finishes. Um, he's been in the Bassmaster Classic 26 times. He's won a total of 25 bass tournaments, and he's been runner-up 16 times. It's a pretty good career. Making 7 mil just in fishing tournaments. I mean, come on, how much do you think that guy's making outside of? Oh, yeah, his sponsorships. Yeah. I think he has a show or had a show at some point. Yeah, something. Um, yeah, that dude... Yeah. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to fish anymore. So no, now he can like fish a, for fun. Is this yeah. be like have, a Tom Brady thing? Where I he hope like not. Goes away and comes back. Goes away, comes back. I finds out that. he doesn't have enough money. Needs more money. And you know what I'm saying? No. I hate that shit. Fishing yeah. guys don't do that. <laughs> no, I think this is real. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty real. So he's he's essentially doing like a farewell tour. Then right, this was his last yeah. year, right, Dan? He's going to yeah. be also this fishing these year? tournaments, and then we got to yep. follow yeah. along. Yeah, he's doing a farewell tour for sure. So, you know, he's big in the conservation. You should have went and seen him at the fishing show. Son of a. I did. Me and Jimmy went. Like, talk to him. Got him on the show, man. We didn't sit in there long enough. but Maybe you'll be looking for picking up a side gig. There you go. Maybe. Yeah, would you like to join us on the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast now that you're retired? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hard pass. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, hey, the dude's been, you know. 30, 33 years in professional fishing. I mean, that's as old as I am. So, pretty crazy. Yeah. So, he's seen some shit. I, w- I would say he's a goat. I mean, there's some really good guys out there now, but do you, do you think anybody's going to match those numbers and those winnings? Like, Maybe because the sport might grow and the money might get. I mean, know. maybe eventually. Like, there's yeah. always going to be better, but. Yeah. And then. I don't know. You figure ed tech technology gets better, and but this, this dude did a lot of this without some of the technology, exactly, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and he's a Michigan boy, yep. Kalamazoo. Yep. Um, I don't know. What's with all these Michigan guys being the goats? Well, they beat us to it. Yeah. I mean, no one's better than Bill Dance, though. You know what it is? Is that they fish in Michigan. Going fishing with Bill Bill Dance Dance today. (laughs) They fish in Michigan their whole lives. And then when they go to another state, they're like, oh, man, this is really easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They struggle forever. I I have fished in Michigan my whole life. (laughs) Now that I'm in Tennessee, killing it. Yeah. Crushing it. it. Yep. It's what it is. Yeah. Tennessee, Texas, Florida, like some of these lakes that are just have one have massive fish and. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. We'll have to follow along. Yeah, for sure. Throughout the years, see how he's doing. Um, we got to see how Garrett's doing too. Touch yeah, we need him. to we need to touch base with him for sure. I know um, their their season should be starting pretty soon. I think yeah. what end of February or something like that, beginning of March. Yeah, I think I saw him down in Florida or somewhere doing pre, some filming and stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw a video the other day, by the way, of Sam Rayburn. I know Garrett said that that's like one of his favorites. I guess I've never really realize what lake that is that's a cool ass looking lake oh yeah and i need to like put that on the bucket list of fish 
That's a cool ass looking lake. I want to fish Lake Norman. It's one of my bucket lists. Is that the one in North Carolina? Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. I don't want to fish that one. I've been on a pontoon there before, but I want to fish it. Why didn't you fish it with your pontoon? Yeah. Wrong crowd. Whatever. I was fishing for beers. Fishing for beers. Nice. Good stuff. Jason. There's some uh some Ryan. So we don't have ice, right? So guys are gonna be fishing pretty soon. You got ice up there? Um depends on where you go. The cabin still has ice on it on the lake. Uh so maybe we can belly river. through the ice and break up the ice for for the lake. <laughs> we'll do a little uh we'll do a little in the shallows, we'll do a um a training a tutorial of when you go through the ice, what to do. Yeah. Smart, smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, like but yeah, there's uh the bay is opening up a bit. The river, Saginaw River, is opening up a bit. Some of the boat launches are open. Um, you guys are getting out. Water is dirty, but it's just because of the the melt. You know, that's yep. the runoff right now. Is rivers high and dirty? But yeah, it'll be it'll be turning on here pretty yeah, so, quick. So the Saginaw River still has ice on it. Um, there's a few big ice jams in some of the places. Uh, so some folks get a little bit confused, but the Saginaw river actually runs south to north. So upstream is actually south, which sometimes people just get turned around. So it flows but there's into a few, Lake Huron. Correct. Yeah. Into Saginaw Bay and Lake Huron. Yeah. So there's a few right now, there's a few big ice jams just because of stuff thawing and stuff upstream. Um, and they, they're hung up on some of the bridge pilings and things like that. But I know there were some guys fishing out from Zawaki launch right there by the bridge um, and a few other spots up closer. So it'd be downstream closer to the bay. Uh, a few of those boat launches were open. So it's, it's kind of right on the verge. Um, right now, people are playing a little bit cautious because if you get out there and some of that ice jams let loose you can get to the point where you can't make it back to the launch so we're kind of uh right in the transition between it being warm enough and then the ice being gone to be able to go out and fish but well i know tomorrow is supposed to be down here at least like mid 50s wednesday is supposed to be in the 60s so i imagine a lot of that ice is going to be gone at least down here there's not much um, but I imagine yep. that river is yep. going to open up pretty soon. So I know we've talked about it. Why don't you go over the rule changes real quick for the river? Because those are effective now, right? Um, yeah, the the wording is a little bit confusing because the wording comes out and says effective, you know, effective January 1. But in reality, anglers aren't participating differently until we get to the middle of March. So in the middle of March the Saginaw river will not close like it traditionally has in the past for the inland walleye closure. And so from the center street bridge on the Saginaw river downstream to the mouth, it will stay open all year like Saginaw Bay, like the Detroit river, like Lake Erie open all year to targeting and harvesting walleye. And you'll be able to keep eight fish with a 13 inch minimum, which that's the normal regulation that's, in there right now it's just going to be the change is that you can fish for walleye all year in the Saginaw river where prior to this you were not able to Hmm. so where's that center street bridge in like reference to the zawaki bridge 
Yeah, so that is the Center Street Bridge is one of the last road crossings on the Saginaw River. Um, so the Titabawassee River and the Shiawassee River converge together and they form essentially the Saginaw River. And uh, there's a couple of road crossings near that point. But Center Street, it's also called the Douglas G. Shank Bridge. There's a few different names for it. Um you're able to essentially fish almost all of the Saginaw River. And that's typically a migration corridor. So fish are traveling through there, staging in there to go to the spawning grounds upstream that are in the Titabawassee, the Shiawassee, Flint, Cass. Um, so this is, you're not, uh, you know, if you if you fish the Trenton Channel and other places on the Saginaw, I'm sorry, on the Detroit River, if you fish the Trenton Channel, you are catching walleye that are spawning, that are act- actively spawning. The Saginaw River doesn't have the habitat. So the fish are, while they're in there, they're not actively spawning. They spawn further upstream. Um, but it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, the river is typically a little bit dirtier than you traditionally see on the Detroit River. So it's more influenced by some of the agriculture and stuff in the watershed. So when we get big rain events, um, the water becomes too dirty really to effectively fish. There's just not enough clarity. But um, when it is clean enough to fish, it's not, it's never clear, you know, just because the watershed is primarily that agriculture and stuff. So um, you won't see clear water like you do on the Detroit River, but there's a lot of fish in there. Um, I think it'll be fun. I plan on participating uh, during that traditionally closed period from the middle of March to the end of April. So in total, it gives folks about six more weeks of opportunity. Um, Small boat anglers, shore anglers, there's a lot of opportunity down there. Uh, You don't need necessarily as big of a boat as you would to get out on Saginaw Bay or the Detroit River and stuff. But it'll be busy. You know, it's going to be when the weather's nice and the river is fishable, it's going to be busy. And I expect a lot of fish to be caught and I expect it to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know um, we're planning on trying to, you know, make some day trips up there once uh, we know the ice is clear, um, kind of before the, maybe before the Detroit River run picks up. I just want to try it, just to try something new. I mean, we've done the river so many times, Detroit River so many times. Might as well try the Saginaw. After last year's debacle of <laughs> trying to come up when it was closed, like, so I talked to Mark the other day, and he's game. So as soon as, let us know when... Uh, when it's some safe fishing up there and we're going to plan a weekend up there. So one of the things that's nice, one of the things that's nice on the Saginaw um, to folks that, and I mean, you guys have been fishing the Detroit river for a number of years, so it's not new to you, but folks that are maybe just getting into it is the Detroit river. um, The key there, and we've talked about it is keeping your line vertical when you're jigging, but the current is pretty fast. Saginaw River isn't as fast, so it's a little bit easier to maintain that vertical presentation um, and maybe a little bit less uh, frustrating if you're just getting into it, right? It's maybe a good place to practice and get some confidence with your boat control. And typically the, I mean, like we said, the, the river is not this year. The Saginaw River is not closed this year. But typically that fishery, um, you can have good days before the traditional closure, which like beginning of March and stuff. And it's because the water temperature is warmer um, than the Detroit River. So all that walleye spawning stuff is all, you know, water temperature driven. Well, the water coming into the Detroit Rivers essentially from Lake Huron down to Lake St. Clair. So it takes a little bit longer to warm up. Um, so I think there will be good fishing you know, second half of February into March. And then of course, through March and into April, there'll be good fishing on the Saginaw river. Um, 
And if the, the, the Detroit River's not firing off yet, like we know it can, then yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to come up and we'll get a few days out there and just start learning it. I've lived up here for a couple of years, but I haven't really fished it much. So um, got some homework to do. Yeah, I definitely want to, we're going to get into, we're getting into walleye more this year. I'm just going to, I'm going to learn how to be a better walleye fisherman. <laughs> Because I suck. So the other day, the other day, uh, one of the things that we've done for a few years now is in early spring, you can launch at places like Lake Erie Metro Park, um, Sterling State Park, Bulls Harbor, Luna Pier, and try to get on pre-spawn walleyes that are staging to run up the river. And you can run into some really, really big female walleye full of eggs. We haven't eclipsed the 10 pound mark but we have caught some nines and eight pounders um and typically when i go after those it's like yeah you might not catch very many there's still good days that you get your limit but when i go out there early spring the goal is to catch a giant and like i said haven't caught a 10 pounder yet but um the other day or over the weekend there were a few posts from folks on Facebook. It was a beautiful day. It was calm. And there were some guys that did get out on Erie and trolled and they did really well. And so I went down to the basement and I grabbed a tackle box full of uh, body baits that we use trolling for walleyes. And I proceeded to sit in my chair and organize them. Um, <laughs> just to show you how much of a nerd I am. Nerd alert! <laughs> that's, that's what I did over the weekend was I couldn't take it. It was beautiful out. I wasn't fishing. I had to do something fishing related, so I organized some tackle. Yep. I got home with those lures, and I don't know what, I don't know what time I got home. It was like, what, 9 o'clock at night, Dan? And, like, I wanted to pull out my tackle bag so bad and, like, organize my box and put, put my lures away. And I'm like, no, not yet. It's February. Not yet. My wife is going to kick my ass if I start laying out lures all over the kitchen table. Last year I did that. I took out every lure and I like cleaned out my boxes, like wiped them out, reorganized everything. Now it's just, it's a big box of fuck. <laughs> it is a mess. Um, but that's what I do every year. It's uh, like playing with toys. <laughs> Pulling all my toys. Yeah, my, that's what I tell, that's what I told my fiance. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing fishing. She's like, you yeah. are such a nerd. Yeah. And I just sat there. I just, I organized lures. And so actually this is going to um, roll in something I wanted to mention to Bob because he was talking about something to organize his musky tackle. So I have one of the, and I think you guys saw it. I have one special mate box for musky baits that I brought that day. And then I have a special mate box for these walleye baits. And yeah, I just organized them by brand. And then you can like go through the dividers and look at them all hanging there. Nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know Bob, there's a lot of things on the market for tackle. I, uh, I do like that special mate box. Um, it's not perfect. I, I think it's good though. It keeps things relatively tangle free. Um, pretty portable, except when you get it loaded up with musky baits, I feel like the thing's so heavy, the handle's going to rip out of it. But, um, the other thing that I did see is and I'm going on a little bit of a tangent. I saw a musky angler that took, I call them bumblebee boxes. If you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or maybe even Tractor Supply, they've got a black box with a yellow lid, like a storage container. Yeah, yeah. I, I call it a bumble. Yeah, I call it a bumblebee box, whatever. A guy took that and he cut pieces of downspout oh, yeah, and he I saw that. stacked them in there. And it was like the poor man's tackle box. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
I don't have any extra gutter laying around or downspout, but <laughs> it was a way to to make another tackle box. And because those are you know their own cylinder, yeah, they keep it completely tangle free. Um, just an idea. I uh, I saw a similar thing, but it was like PVC pipe. Oh sure. Um, and then I saw the I think it was the same time I saw where uh, you build the thing around your seat up yeah. front. You take PVC pipe and put it around the pole for the front seat. And, like, uh-huh. I don't know if you glued them together or screw them together, and then you can hang your lures off all the pipe. That's a good idea. Kind of like a honeycomb type thing around the, the front. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fucking genius. They sell those things, but yeah, they're, like, $150. Give me some yeah. PVC pipe. Just a few pieces of PVC glued together. Yep, exactly. Here, here's to you, Mr. Musky Tackle Organizer. <laughs> Mr. Musky Tackle Organizer guy. I just think of the dude from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Genius, genius, genius. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that time of year. We'll start talking some tackle prep. We'll have to go back to our first couple episodes and figure out what the hell we talked about and just repeat it. Snackle prep. But in better format and not so nervous talking. And half sober. And half sober. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe three quarters <laughs> sober this time. Let's not go straight 180 because we were trash in the first five episodes. Yeah, it was rough. Well, in the beginning we weren't trash, but as as you got to the end, we're soon words. be terrible. <laughs> oh man, get drunk and don't be terrible. Well, I think tomorrow. I'm going to try to find some open water somewhere after work, and I'm going to go cast a line somewhere just to say I, I fished. Oh, my God. Can you can you go on record and say you're going to cast a line with the suicide duck? <laughs> the duck. <laughs> I got to cast that new I think reel. I think it's there's a the bluegill just got on the beds, and I think the first hatch of ducklings yeah, yeah. just happened. Yeah. Oh, that's a question I wanted to bring up, and then you went on your tangent. So you talked about targeting walleye on Erie, right, that are full of eggs. Yeah. So yep. controversial topic number one of the episode. So wouldn't like that be frowned upon targeting like the fish while they're like full of eggs? Like I mean, they do in the musky world. Well, like Ryan, you, you'd get no, chastised. They, they, do it, they do it by the thousands every. Well, year I know. I'm just like I'm just whatever. throwing it out there. Like if you so, were musky fishing and you and you're targeting them during the spawn, like you you'll get you know chastised and castrated and hung by it ha- by a tall tree. It has to do by the or it has to do with the reproductive rates of walleye just, versus ha- in habitat versus. Hey, I, I I get it, but I'm just saying like you're targeting fish that are trying to spawn. So, so what's funny? What's just, funny is let's debate it. Real the quick. kind of the, the 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 I feel like the mentality about fishing or keeping fish that are spawning changes based on the species you're, tar- species you're targeting, right? Yeah. Musky, absolutely not, yeah. right? Like you just said, you'll be hung in Times Square. Yep. But what happens up north in fall on our tributaries to the Great Lakes? People go rip salmon that are headed to spawn, right? Like, and it's, and it's acceptable. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different opinions um, if we're talking about Great Lakes populations like Lake Huron, Saginaw Bay, Lake Erie, the Detroit River, um, there's enough natural reproduction to sustain the population, even if there is some harvest going on of, of big females and stuff. So well, you're right. 
I think that log on to Facebook or other social media, get onto a group and you see somebody with a cool. cooler full of female walleye and there's going to be people like, I can't believe you. Go on Michigan Sportsman and just say, hey, I caught like 16 fish and they were all full of eggs. <laughs> and see what people oh say. Oh my God, the trolls. <laughs> the trolls. No, yeah, I think it, I think it's like, you know, the trollers and stuff like that out on Erie, like the hardcore people people that run charters and things like that. And that's all they really do. Like they don't target them in the rivers during the spawn. I, I I'm sure they're very opinionated about it. Like right. that, that is their, you are, you are harvesting their catch later in the summer type thing. So I'm, I'm sure they're pretty opinionated about it, but then there are those that only, you know, the only walleye fishing they do is jigging in the river, yeah. you know, and they have just a different view of it. And there's still people that target musky as well. And, like, I I think Spencer Berman said it on the podcast. It was either this podcast or another one that I listened to where he said that, you know, targeting because Lake St. Clair has has natural reproduction in it, like, it's frowned upon because they know that, you know, you could be stressing those fish and could be could have an impact on the spawn whereas in a lake where they still go through the motions like muskie are always going to do that but they don't actually reproduce you know those stocked lakes and things like that like it's not as big of an issue because they're not going to have any real natural produ- reproduction anyway you know so yeah well, it's, pro- it's it's controversial and i like it it's proven that opinions are like assholes everybody's got them Damn straight. And they stink. And they all and smell like gush shot deer. They do. <laughs> yeah. Deja vu. <laughs> that needs to be the episode, the name of this episode. Deja vu. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. On 100%. It's like poo I've smelled before. Poo poo. Hey, pew pew. <laughs> pew pew. All right, Jason, last question for you. Since you weren't on last week, did you or did you not apply for your turkey tag? Oh, I did not because I take the guaranteed 234 at the end of the season. What is that? I didn't have so to apply and waste my waste my tag? Uh, no, you did not. So I guess I should have paid attention to spring turkey talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on where you plan on hunting and what you plan on doing. In my case, I plan on hunting public and private land. Um, public and private up north, private downstate. And I take what is called Hunt 234, which is essentially an over-the-counter turkey tag that gives you the majority of the month of May. Now, if you're hunting private land, like, for example, at your parents' place or whatever, um, you may need to apply because there's a quota, but... It's been so many years since I applied. Like, I haven't applied since they've had this 234 hunt. And so I'm trying to think of, like, even when I started turkey hunting, I think we had to apply then. But so that's a very long way of answering your question to say, no, I did not apply. And it's because of the hunt that I prefer is the one that's just over the counter. So that's an unlimited quota? Yeah. But is is it just publicly then? So it is public or private. Um, above essentially the shotgun line, or I should say limited firearms because, yeah, yeah, above is public and private. Downstate, it's only private. Oh, okay. For the license that I But that it, I it starts later in the year though, right? It does. Okay, yep, so yep, applying, yep. you can essentially hunt them sooner because it's like April 22nd, I think, yeah. when it opens. Yeah. Okay, well, I applied. Mm-hmm. I applied for down here, so. 
June. Sure, sure. It gives you a shorter amount of time, but earlier in the year. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'd get a chance talk. early. I don't, I don't think I'll kidding. get a chance earlier in the year because that's when you around around when you time anyway. So Jason, can oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. There's yep. Jason, can you hunt turkeys out of a tree stand? I think we talked about this. <laughs> You can. Because didn't we talk about, yeah, because we talked about this and we talked about a turkey on a string with a live decoy. We probably did. <laughs> I, I know you we had, talked you about You were the joking live around decoy. about having it tied to the fence post. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking, what, what do they call that? Where people like reaping? Reaping. Reaping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll like run out there with like a stuffed ass. Do you know what that is? Reaping? No. So reaping is where you have like a turkey, almost like a, um, just like a turkey decoy and it's like on a stick and like you lay down on the ground and like you try to get as close as you can to the turkey. Hmm. Well, well it's people a, get shot. Every it's year. illegal. <laughs> it's illegal in Michigan because people get shot. Oh, wow. While doing it. Plus idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So like belly crawl. Oh yeah. Or you can crawl on your hands and knees or whatever, but yeah, you hold this thing up in front of you. It looks like a turkey and like you crawl and you get as close as you can. And then you like, hold your gun and like next to the thing and you shoot, you shoot it from like, watch videos, man. It's intense. Like you get five feet from a Turkey and they just blow it away. Normally I just dress up like a Turkey. And well, yeah, I mean, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's what I do. It kind of sounded like a native American. <laughs> it kind of did. <laughs> hey, how are y'all? Oh man. Hey Ryan, do you know, do you remember? Cause I've got the, I've got the guide from last year which you can't see, but um, do you remember what hunt unit you may have applied for? Do you recall? ZZ. You said ZZ? Yeah, double Z, but just the top. Good, good. Yeah, that's, it was like that's the, the entire, one you have the entire lower. Yep. It's like 50,000 is a quota. Yeah, yep, so, exactly. It's it's private land only. Yeah, yeah. So some point we'll have to get you down here. We'll go behind my dad's and we will get rid of some of these fucking birds that annoy me. In the month of October, it's, we it, it's we really can pest, get rid of them. We can get we can, we can get rid of one of them because that's how many you can shoot. But that's okay. Well, we'll get you, rid of if one. you shoot one and I shoot one, that's two. Dan shoot there one. There you go. Bob shoot one. That's Bob sh- well, Bobby, four. Bobby, Bobby ain't got, he ain't going turkey hunting. I ain't going turkey hunting. Dan can shoot one. Fishing. Yeah, we can get rid of three turkeys. But then Jason, you got to show us what to do with them because at that point, I can I have no idea. If I ever go turkey hunting, we'll I want to go with a bow. A bow? Yeah, I'm gonna go turkey hunt with a bow. You better get a bow because it's coming up. Wouldn't that be awesome? You ever see those guillotine, um, oh, yeah, broadheads? Broadheads, yeah. Cut They're their insane, freaking heads dude. right go, off. Go to oh YouTube, yeah, go to YouTube. That's awesome. And look up guillotine. Decapitates uh, the yeah, thing. The guillotine. Uh, every broadheads. episode, I have to like give you guys a weird fucking face when you start talking dude, about these stuff. dudes are like in Africa <laughs> shooting ostriches with these things. Taking her head it's, right off? Yes. It's absolutely insane. Oh my God. My pet's heads are falling off. I'm, Sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure maybe there's, it's still on YouTube. If not, oh, just Google What it. was the last episode that I gave you guys that face for? Oh, the fucking butt plug thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The remote control butt plug? <laughs> oh, my God. On that note, we got to try it out. We need to wrap it up. Let's <laughs> try it out on there. <laughs> Who's trying it? You? No. I'm the host, and Jimmy, I ain't doing it. Jimmy would do it. Hundred percent, he would. Jimmy will do Let's it. Give him a burger, he'd do it. Oh man, I don't That's know if I'd want to be around Jimmy because it. Yeah. No. 
Never mind. Nope. Oh, man. Yeah. But sidebar. Speaking of uh, Spencer Berman, we are going to have Spencer Berman back on here in a couple weeks um, to talk some walleye fishing as we get ready for the Detroit River walleye run. So before he gets rolling, he uh, he's going to come back on and. We're not really going to talk. We might talk musky. We'll get some more musky shit out of them, but uh, primarily going to talk kind of walleye and then probably talk some smallmouth because he does a lot of combo trips. When they go limit out for walleye, then they run up the into St. Clair and do some smallmouth trips. So we're going to we're gonna have him back on. So that'll be for sometime in March we're going to have him on. We'll see when, when we get that aired. But definitely before kind of the main walleye run is going to be happening. So be sure to check that out. Very cool. So uh, what do you guys got as we wrap it up? Daniel-san? All good here. Keep your legs crossed, your mind on Jesus. Okay. Ephesus on us. Dan, don't you have a, a giveaway you need to to name off? Um, Not prepared Dan, for that. Dan, you forgot to do your sign-off phrase, too. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, remember, kids, what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast um and then the giveaway winner were uh everybody who uh voted for the chiefs before the game oh yeah right. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so there was uh 16 people that uh we got to give uh some gift things away to because uh, my wording I'm, you know that's a, a terrible story whack. and i'm gonna call you out on it yeah you should just because you deserve it you should so in the wording of dan's facebook posts he put he meant to put like you know one lucky winner is gonna win a package of lures from uh fishing complete all you gotta do is just vote for the you know the team they think's gonna win and he decided to put that all you have to do is vote for the winning team and you win <laughs> not so everybody wins all like all like 23 people that voted for the chiefs apparently are getting a fishing complete pack there you go <laughs> you're welcome what a fuck up my fuck up is to your benefit folks that's yeah. right we, we, we we got lots of stuff from Fishing Complete and Case yeah. Plastics to give away, so yeah, it's fine. Sure. It's just it was very deserving to call your ass out. Yeah, I, I deserve it. If Jimmy did it, it, I'd be calling his ass out. Yes, so if Bob did it, I'd be calling his he's, ass out. He's trying to give it all out in one shot. So <laughs> yeah, yeah just unloaded. <laughs> we got a box that's full of shit. We're good. We got lots more giveaways to do, so we good. Yes. Vote for your favorite letter. Of the alphabet, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a letter, you win. That sounds like that sounds like the Jeopardy skit in SNL. Like, name your favorite letter. Yeah, is that the Sean Connery one? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the rapist yeah. for five hundred, Alex. <laughs> That's therapist. The rapist. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Jason. What do you got? I am looking forward to oh, the little. Something. He's got something. Okay, let's, terrible let's outdoorsman let's listen, retreat. <laughs> the terrible outdoorsman retreat up at the cabin in two weeks is going to be. I don't know what we're going to be doing, but I know that we will be eating, drinking, and playing euchre. I don't know what else, but that's what we got to call it. The terrible, the terrible retreat. There you go. Yep. Yeah, so next weekend we'll be shooting up to Jason's cabin. Um, most of us. Two yeah, we give Dan more shit. I know. Most of us. Um, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna hang out. We're gonna play some cards, drink some beer. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna own up to our bold predictions. So some of us will be eating the the hot chip. We're gonna probably Facebook live it. If you do, you have decent signal up there? I don't know. I guess we should check that. We may have to just record it. 
Mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If we can't Facebook Live it, we'll uh, we'll just record it. Um, and then some of us are going to be doing the polar dip, even though it's going to be just like swan diving into the water, I think. We might be sitting out on the beach getting a suntan. <laughs> All right. Well, the the forecast looks pretty cold, actually. If the, well, yeah. the extended forecast is like a high of 32, so whoever's jumping in the water is going to yeah. be cold. Hashtag Bob. What? <laughs> Bob's jumping in the water, and he's going to be cold. It is what it is. <laughs> That's going to be fun, though. So we're going to we're gonna re- try to record an episode up there. Yeah. Um, you can only be cold for so long. That's true. You either you either die or get hopefully warm the again. heat heat works in the cabin. That's okay. a hope. Might be warm enough we can turn the water <laughs> I'll on. I'll build a fire. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. We'll turn on some. Uh, we'll turn, We'll all sit in one bedroom with a buddy heater on, like ice fishing. I got the new big buddy heater with a fan on it. We'll we'll bring that thing. Perfect. There you go. There you go. Well, cool. Yeah, we'll go check f- the mouse traps. <laughs> the cages check, Dude, check the, the trap lines the trap lines <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a throwback to like episode one or two. Oh man that was good. yeah very cool all right we'll wrap this up um lots of stuff to come up we uh what do we got we got um berman coming up we got jenny olson coming up next week um got oh god i don't even want to go down the list there's so many yeah, people so we got a lot of guests coming up on really the next month of episodes. A lot of really big stuff we're working on. So stay tuned for that. Um, thanks for listening as always. Um, you guys got anything else as I close it out? Nope. You all good. good. Very cool. Make sure you give us a follow on all of our social media. I'm sure most of you do. Um, thanks again for all the listens. Um, we're, we're continuing to uh, get more and more listens every episode. Um, so that means you guys are uh, are telling your friends. So continue to, to share our posts. Let your, tell your friends about it. Um, and, again, leave us a review. If you haven't done so already, go on Facebook um, and just go to the review tab. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us any comments. Um, don't forget to give us uh, some terrible stories. Um, we heard a ton at the fishing show as we met a lot of people that are now listening. And I don't remember a lot of them. Um, but we'd love to read them on the air. So leave us those. You can just send us to send them on Facebook. You can go to the contact us page on the website, whatever you want to do. Um, if you have a veteran salute, we want to get back into those. So if you have a veteran that you want to call out past, present, doesn't matter. Um, shoot us a, an email or shoot us a message on Facebook and just tell us a little bit about them and Bob will read those off. And, uh, last thing, thanks for everybody who supported us and bought squares. It was very cool that we put that together and donate um, well, essentially, what, 500 bucks to Operation Injured Soldier, which gets uh, injured veterans out uh, into the outdoors, which is what we're all about. So very cool that we were able to put that together. So hopefully we can do some more stuff in the future with them. So, Other than that, that's all I got. As always, thanks for listening. Get outdoors and don't be terrible.